Music talks in different ways. Hi there, I'm Tony Reed. The internet has changed people's lives in many ways and has given rise to new jobs, namely online influencers. Nowadays, a group of young musicians in China are striving to bring traditional Chinese music alive through digital content. Our guest today, Liu Qingyao, is one of them. Since 2016, the short video sector has seen a rapid development in China. Liu, who was working at China's tech giant Tencent at the time, seized the opportunity and kickstarted her journey of creating music videos. She was among the earliest content creators promoting traditional Chinese music online. Over the years, she's been uploading music on the online video platform Bilibili, gaining over a million followers. At first, she covered a collection of popular songs with the pipa, the four-string Chinese lute. She then began creating a series of original Chinese-style music works. Now an all-around musician, she composes music, plays various instruments, sings, and even edits the videos herself. In this episode, Liu brings us a few of her representative works. The first song you're about to hear is titled The Sad Zither, which is included in her video series called Chinese People's Musical Instruments. Each episode introduces a lesser-known traditional instrument. This piece is about the si, one of the earliest plug-string instruments in ancient China. Thank you. 
and that was The Sad Zither. It was composed and sung by Liu Qingyao, who also played the instruments including the Se, the Pipa, and the Sheng, a reed pipe wind instrument. The selection of instruments for this series is quite interesting. I ponder the musical arrangement from the perspective of literature. Like in this piece, I combined two instruments, the se and the sheng. They appeared in one of the verses of the classic of poetry, which is the oldest existing collection of Chinese poetry. Many Chinese people are familiar with the verses, but they might not have heard what they sound like together. The lyrics are from a namesake poem by 9th century poet Li Xiangyin. Liu says she took many factors into consideration when it came to the video production. Some say the poem tells the sad love story of Li Shangyin and his deceased wife. So in the video, we presented the scene of the poet recalling their days together. Meanwhile, we were very particular about the instrument shown in the video. I reached out to the Hubei Provincial Museum for a replica of the Se that was excavated from the tomb of Marquis Yi of Zeng. The site was an ancient Chinese royal tomb and a large number of musical instruments were discovered there. I meant to present the ancient instrument as how it existed in ancient times. Coming up next is Li Ping playing the harp from the same name series mentioned previously. This piece is about the Kong Ho, or some would say the Chinese harp. The song is based on the poem written by Li He, who died at a young age in the early 9th century. The poem depicts the royal court musician Li Ping's expertise in playing the Kong Ho. Liu says in this piece, she collaborated with the Dunhuang Academy, which administers the famous Mogao Grottoes in Gansu province. The Kong Ho presented in the video was restored from the one portrayed on a mural in the Mogao Grottoes in Dunhuang. Throughout the whole series, I felt like I turned into a student of literature and history. Researching each instrument was like writing a thesis.
That was Li Ping playing the harp. The musician says after this series, she dived into another project on composing music for the pipa. She started learning the pipa at the age of five. Liu says her parents have a keen interest in traditional Chinese culture, which has had an influence on her. When I was young, my parents collected quite a few Chinese paintings and calligraphy works at home. During my school days, we had a lot of books on traditional Chinese culture and classical literature. I think that's how I gradually became interested in literature and history. Coming up next is Prince of Lanling in Battle. It's currently the most viewed on her channel, which centers on a 6th century Chinese general, Gao Changgong, also known as the Prince of Lanling.
他的身上是非常具有神秘感。首先呢，他是一个，就是他的身份是非常高贵的，是一位王子。然后呢，他自己又是一个中国历史上非常著名的美男子。The Prince of Lan Ling is a mysterious character. He was a noble prince, and he was very good-looking. Legend has it that he wore a mask when he fought in battles to intimidate the enemies. He was known for winning a battle with only 500 people against an army of 100,000 soldiers. 以非常少的一个兵力带兵突围，然后取得了战争的一个胜利。This piece portrayed the last moments of the prince, who died from poisonous wine given from his cousin, the emperor, who was suspicious that the prince might overthrow him in the future. Liu teamed up with celebrated percussionist Wang Jiannan in this piece to create an intense atmosphere of a fierce battle. So I is Based on my own understanding on literature and drama, I decided to combine the sounds of the pipa and the drum to tell the audience a historical story. Was Prince of Lanling in battle? One of Liu Qingyao's latest attempts was to create music based on ancient artifacts, known as the National Treasure series. It aims to turn classic Chinese paintings and craftsmanship into musical stories. Coming up next is court ladies adorning their hair with flowers, which depicts the painting of the same name created by Zhou Fang, roughly between the eighth and ninth century. The video was produced jointly with the Liaoning Provincial Museum, where the masterpiece is collected. Thank、you
觉得这个系列当中，其实我自己也是通过看不同的呃古画，然后去了解更多的中国的故事。During the process of composition and production, I actually learned many Chinese stories by admiring the ancient paintings and getting to know these painters. I hope that their stories could be heard by others through musical representation. I think it's an interesting exploration to create modern musical works by adopting the Chinese folk music system. Was the court ladies adorning their hair with flowers? Liu says she's quite pleased to know that some of her young followers have started to learn the pipa after watching her videos, and that her music is drawing an increasing number of audiences from home and abroad. So, at that time, actually, many people wrote me and said, "Sister, because of you, I learned the pipa." Some say they and their parents have been getting into Chinese folk music and stories together. Whenever I receive such messages, I am very gratified. I think I've done something meaningful. Liu Qingyao says there's still a long way to go to create better Chinese-style music and tell good stories. I think we need to root our Chinese culture in Chinese blood. We need to root our artists in Chinese. I think Chinese arts should be rooted in our blood. We need more artists to go and meet different people, bring out the classics of Chinese culture, and find the root of our culture instead of simply presenting something beautiful through musical notes and technology. Behind all of these efforts is passion. You'll need to read a lot of books and visit many places. It's something that might take a lifetime to do. And with that, we've reached the end of this episode of Music Talks. To hear more from us, be sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. We hope to see you here next time. But until then, bye for now.